welcome to the She Talks Health Podcast, your source for information about all things women's hormonal health. I'm your host, Sophie Shepard. I'm the founder of She Talks Health and the co-creator of the 12-week Empower Her group gut and hormone program. I'm a certified functional health coach and a holistic menstrual health educator. This podcast was created to give you clarity about how to take control over your hormonal health using safer, natural options. I created this podcast to cover the widespread and complex health issues plaguing women today. From the rise of infertility to the epidemically high numbers of women with autoimmune disease to menstrual cycle problems, digestive issues, anxiety, weight gain, food sensitivities, mental, emotional, and energetic imbalances, and so much more. If there's a topic that you need answered, I encourage you to write us at podcast at shetalkshealth.com and we will try our absolute best to cover that subject. My greatest mission in life is to help women radically change their health and their lives by teaching them how they can use their hormones as their superpowers. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoy today's episode. As always, ladies, this podcast and the information being provided to you is for educational and informational purposes only, and it should not be taken as medical advice. It is not intended to treat or cure any specific illness, and it is not to replace the guidance provided by your own medical practitioner. This information is to be used at your own risk based on your own judgment. And if you suspect you have a medical problem, we urge you to take appropriate action by seeking medical attention. Hey, everybody. Sophie Shepard here from She Talks Health for a solo episode. I am excited about this one because I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I get kind of obsessed about certain topics and I go all in and do all the research and I get so jazzed up about it because it means that I can share it with you all and share it with my clients and actually help people to feel better. So I'm really excited for today's episode. We'll be talking about minerals and optimizing sodium and potassium. Let's start like, let's back up before we even get into sodium and potassium and just even talk about minerals for a hot second. So minerals are often not talked about (laughs) in functional medicine circles, which I think is really interesting considering how important they are. They are the spark plugs of life. So if we don't have enough minerals, we don't have energy. We can't create energy. We can't detox. We can't have our hormones working. We can't have optimal digestion. Um, There are so many things that minerals impact, and yet we don't spend enough time making sure we have enough of them. One of the functional labs that I'm able to assess for my clients is called an HTMA, a hair tissue mineral analysis. And this is actually a piece of hair that we have the client take and ship to the lab. And what we see is a tissue analysis. So we're actually seeing what's at that tissue level. So very different than blood. And there are some minerals where you want to see them at certain levels in tissue and somewhere you want to see them in certain levels in the blood which is even more fascinating because we look at the functional lab, the blood work as well for our clients, and we can really piece things together. And what we see over and over again, or at least what I see, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one, is we see a deficit in key minerals. The two biggest ones I see is low sodium and low potassium. And 
when we address this and when we address it first in a series of things we would do to support someone's health, I see incredible results. Now, I want to make sure to empower and educate you guys. Obviously, I don't, I'm not your support coach. I'm not your functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. So you're going to have to make sure you're working with someone and, and really like think this through. But there are certainly things that we can all be aware of, symptom correlation and even ideas of foods we can eat um, and some light supplementations to discuss with our doctors that may, may make a huge difference. This is such an important topic, by the way, that I review this in greater detail inside of the new She Academy, which is going to be opening its doors in early February. This is going to be my self-paced course where I have pulled together all the education and information that I feel is so, so important for you guys to have better energy, to have better digestive health, and to improve your hormones. And so there's a self-paced option that'll be on sale for $349 on my website that anybody can take with all these suggestions and explanations and tons and tons of tons of education. And then there's an option where you can work it through with one of my support coaches. So it's, and do the labs, do the functional labs. So really excited about this. And I'm just so passionate about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a whole podcast and share it, share this one section with all of you so that you can learn. Okay. So now that you understand what minerals are, I want to talk about why we would care about potassium and sodium specifically. So these two minerals sit on the inside and the outside of all of our cells, every single one. It's insane to think about. And they have a negative and a positive charge. So you can think of them like a battery, right? Think of our cells like a battery to a car. And we're trying to charge the battery, right? We're trying to make the car work. We're trying to make our bodies work. So electrolytes, sodium and potassium, there's other ones, but those are two main ones. They're going to give our muscle movement. They're going to spark the reactions in order for our battery to work. Do you see how essential that is? I mean, basically we're talking about the creation of energy, which copper and vitamin A are a huge part of that. Maybe I'll do another podcast about that too, but this is also part of like energizing the body. So most clients that come in to see me or that DM me, people who DM me on Instagram, they're one of their first complaints is chronic, chronic fatigue and exhaustion. Now, it is an exhausting world, right? We're under a lot of stress. But think about that from a mineral perspective. When we are under stress, when our brain tells the rest of our body, hey, you're, you should be on alert. There's something stressful here. What that means is that our body will suck up sodium, potassium, and magnesium. By the time someone comes to work with me, they've usually been at the end of long-term chronic stress. And when we run the HTMA, what we see is such depleted levels of sodium and potassium and magnesium. But those two are in particularly very, very low. Okay. And when you think about them being like your little personal energizer bunny on the inside and outside of every single cell making them work, well, you could see how that would be one of the first things we'd want to address. Because you best believe if you are a client of mine and we're running like a GI map and we see a parasite or something or dysbiosis, that's great. Like we need to address that, right? But you can't do anything unless you have enough energy to do so. You can't detox. You can't make hormones properly, right? So it's very important, all right? They are incredibly important minerals. They aid the body, the, the adrenals in how they, res- how they respond to stress. 
the stress response, right? So in our adrenals, what are the things that get pulled out the fastest? Sodium, potassium, magnesium, B5, right? And vitamin C, those five things. So they're always depleted in people because we're living in a high stress life, really. But sodium and potassium, they also maintain fluid balance balance and pH. They alkalinize the body. (laughs) Um, Maybe I should learn how to talk on this podcast. (laughs) Okay. And then sodium specifically influences stomach acid, which is going to directly impact our ability to digest food. So if we have low stomach acid, we will not release the proper enzymes in which to break down and assimilate protein in the body. And we can't make enough stomach acid if we have low sodium. (laughs) So, wow, that's huge, right? (laughs) We can't actually digest our food properly unless we have enough sodium, is what we're saying. Potassium is huge for my thyroid people. So if you're listening to this with hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, potassium will sensitize our cells to uptake thyroid hormone. So that's huge, right? Because you could, your brain could be telling, I actually just saw this on a lab. It was fascinating. The person's thyroid stimulating hormone, so TSH on your blood work, was perfect, totally perfect and optimal, which meant that her brain, her pituitary was telling her thyroid gland, hey, make some thyroid hormone. Then her storage form of uh, thyroid, T4, was perfect, looked great, and her T3 was great. Okay, so she was doing all of that, but this is someone who's had thyroid cancer and Hashimoto's. And when I got her HTMA, I could see it. It looked, she had terribly low potassium, low, low, low potassium. And so I knew she was having issues getting that thyroid hormone into the cell. And she had every symptom of hypothyroidism, but on the blood work, it looks normal, right? So this is potassium, super important for thyroid health. I have personally seen a huge difference in my energy since supporting my potassium levels. All right. So potassium also is going to support your nerve conduction on the heart. So a lot of my clients who have heart palpitations, when we run the HTMA, their potassium is so low. And then when we support it, their palpitations go away. It's going to lower your heart rate and dilate your arteries. So it's a very important mineral. Okay. So what happens when we don't have enough? Like, what does that even look like? Well, when we don't have enough sodium and potassium... We're going to have chronic fatigue, like I mentioned. I mean, usually this is like the end stage of stress. And I would say it's at least 80% of my clients, if not like more like 90, 95%. We usually see this correlate with low cortisol. So typically when we're stressed, our cortisol will go high, but then over time, the body can't compensate for this anymore and the feedback loop will drive it low. So again, kind of like chronic fatigue syndrome, right? Low, 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 low exhaustion. And along with that, we see a lot of brain fog and hypothyroid symptoms like constipation, weight gain, cold hands and feet, because the body is just like trying to hold on to what it can from an energy expenditure perspective. And it's slowing you down. It's slow metabolic type is what it's actually called. And then with low sodium specifically, we can see a correlation with allergies, apathy. Some people also experience anorexia or just not eating because they don't have that appetite because that sodium contributes to stomach acid, which is going to really turn on the juices to let you know you're hungry and to digest your protein. And bloating, again, because we have poor digestion of protein. We also see low blood pressure. We see fatigue, again, dizziness, depression. Um, and just feeling weak overall. 
So definitely not fun things to deal with. If those are things you're dealing with, it could be that it's low sodium and low potassium. And we think about why this is. Chronic stress is the very first thing. So we lose the sodium through excess stress, stimulating that fight or flight system and the nervous system, which is going to increase the loss of minerals. All right. And we can lose these minerals through sweating, loose stools, vomiting, all those natural things, right? Why we need electrolytes. We can also have an increased need in the first trimester of pregnancy. Okay. So if we don't have enough in the diet, we can become deficient. We're already hypothyroid. We can have a reduced ability to sweat. You can have trouble with the sodium imbalances. Okay. That is, you know, why it's important. (laughs) Why are we even talking about this? What it looks like when you're low? Why are you low? And where do we want to go from here, right? What do we want to do about it? So if you run an HTMA, you're probably working with a practitioner. So that's great. They're going to have recommendations for you. I'll share how I think about this. So when I have a client who comes in and they're really tired and they share like they have had stress for multiple years and maybe they've had like past trauma and things like this, we're going to start them on some sodium and potassium foods immediately because they are going to benefit from it. And I wanted to share one of my clients' success with this. So she came in and her main symptoms were bloating, fatigue. She had a few other ones. Those were the two that were really debilitating her. And it takes a few weeks to get labs sent out. Then they have to take the labs and they have to send them in. And so in the meantime, we want to focus on lifestyle and diet to help people based off what they're telling us. And what I had her do immediately was I had her start to do adrenal cocktails. An adrenal cocktail is something that you can make at home. There are recipes online. I can certainly share one with you as well. But the adrenal cocktail is something that has sodium, potassium, and whole food vitamin C. And because it has this blend and from from foods, what's great about that is you can you can have it every day, usually. And you can feel a lot better quickly, which is great because it's really easily absorbed for most people. And it has all those things that the adrenals get low in that we are going to need to replace eventually. So I had her start doing the adrenal cocktail and I'll share the recipe with you in a second. Actually looking at looking up all the ratios here for you. And what was fascinating was her energy started to return. And she shared that her one, I remember this one day, she said that she had come home, she had cooked dinner, she'd cleaned the entire house. And she said, I can't tell you how crazy that is because prior to this program, I would never have been able to do that. I would have been so exhausted that there was no way that I could clean the house and cook and all that different stuff. And then a few weeks later, so this was like about two weeks into doing it. And then it was about two more weeks. And she let me know that her energy was so much better that it was like night and day, like just couldn't even believe how much better energy energy she had and that her bloating was gone. So that was a pretty cool thing that before we even had a single lab that took a look at her systems, that we tried this and it worked. So I share that to hopefully inspire you. And if anything in the recipe doesn't jive, then cool. You're your own doctor in that sense. You, you do what you think is best. But I'll share um, a recipe. So 
This first recipe, I like this one if you're looking for a little additional like kind of snack too throughout the day because you can make it into a little bit of like a smoothie. So it's four to six ounces of orange juice, which has the vitamin C to help support the immune system. It's an antioxidant. It supports cortisol production. And then you do fourth of a cup of full fat coconut milk. That's going to help stabilize the blood sugar because OJ is so high in sugar. And then you can add two scoops of collagen powder or like a protein powder um, that has the amino acids for supporting your gut. But it also, again, is going to help balance the glucose that's in the vitamin C, uh, sorry, in the OJ. And then from there, um, we can add either half a cup of coconut water or a fourth of a teaspoon of cream of tartar, which is a spice that you can get in most grocery stores. And that has that large amount of potassium in it. And then you would just add a pinch of sea salt or Redmond sea salt. I love that one because it has uh, 60 plus trace minerals in it. And then you blend it. And so it's kind of like an orange creamsicle. You know, it's great. It tastes wonderful and most people really enjoy it. Now, if you didn't want to do that, you could also just do OJ, coconut water, and sea salt because you got your vitamin C, your potassium, and your sodium. You could do grapefruit juice, which has vitamin C in it, and aloe vera juice for potassium and sea salt for sodium. You could even just squeeze a lemon or a lime for the vitamin C and coconut water and sea salt. So there's definitely different ways to go about it. There's also a supplement called the Adrenal Cocktail in both both pill and powder form from a company called Jigsaw Health. So there are lots of ways to go about doing this. You don't have to pick one over the other, but it is an incredibly powerful cocktail to have. I like to do these in between meals. And this is like one of the biggest things that helps people not have to take that afternoon nap and like crash out in the afternoon. So definitely, you know, speak to your doctor if you need to about all this. But these are the things I've seen really help clients right off the bat. Okay. So adrenal cocktail, super cool. Lots of different ways to do it. And it's going to get you that sodium and potassium and vitamin C. All right. Um, There's another supplement that I'll be honest, it takes forever, I feel like, to get there unless you're doing a monthly subscription um, or even through Amazon. But it's called Bumble Root, which has some extra potassium in it. We need around 4,700 milligrams of potassium a day. 4,700 milligrams. It's a lot. Um, And this has 1,000 milligrams in one and a half tablespoons. So that's getting you like a lot more than almost anything on the market. So I I love that. Um, If you look up like potassium rich foods, like potatoes has 620 milligrams that, you know, when you start to add them up, you can you can get to 4,700, but it is more challenging, I would say. So that kind of brings me to potassium rich foods. So you have potatoes, tomatoes, squashes, sweet potatoes, beets, parsnips. So winter or fall is a great time to get those potassium rich foods in. You also have spinach, Swiss chard, citrus, coconut water, cream of tartar, mango, and aloe vera juice. All of those are really good. So if you think about potassium, I think like winter squashes and tropical fruits for the most part. And then white potato is huge. I've seen that alone, like just really increase someone's potassium. So those are some of my like ideas around potassium, what I've seen work really well. And this adrenal cocktail in particular has helped my clients so much with their energy. And then we see it on the lab, which is fascinating. So then we run the lab and they're like the only, if, if they followed this before we got the lab, then they're the only one who has sodium and potassium levels that aren't completely tanked out. So it's fascinating to me. Um, and then for salt and sodium, 
as long as you're not doing table salt, a little bit of sodium is a good thing. Obviously, if you have hypertension or you're working with a physician around this, you would definitely want to like get their input and see where you're at and like always test, don't guess, because you don't want to like make it worse. But if we are in a place where we realize that we're actually under eating salt or sodium, there are things that like are richer in sodium. For for example, fermented foods, um, if tolerated, bone broth, adrenal cocktails, and you can even get things like trace minerals that you can put in your water or Redmond sea salt, like I mentioned, has all those trace minerals in it. And you can add like a pinch of it or even like a fourth of a teaspoon to water and it could really help remineralize you. Um, before I knew all this information, I would just chug water, chug water, chug water, and I would never feel hydrated. And I realized it was because my water did not have any electrolytes in it. And so just adding a pinch of water, a pinch of sea salt or Redmond salt into it has helped so much with my hydration and also my energy. Okay. So I think we've covered everything that I thought would be helpful. As you can see, these are all food-based ways to support sodium and potassium. You know me, I always suggest test, don't guess. You know, if you want to become a part of She Academy and test this, you can. Um, we'll definitely have that opening up soon. And we'll be having a wait list for that each month that we open up spots for. So if you have any questions about that or getting on that list, you can definitely send me a message on Instagram as She Talks Health. Otherwise, I hope this has been educational and supportive. Uh, let me know also over on my Instagram if you try any of these foods and if you start to feel better over time. Uh, I really hope that this helps at least one person. That's the goal with every single podcast. And I will see you on the very next episode. I hope this episode got you one step closer to achieving your optimal health. If you liked this episode, please spend a few seconds to rate it so more women can find this resource. Be sure to tune in for more women's health support next week on the She Talks Health podcast. And in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at She Talks Health. I have an open door DM policy. No question is stupid and I'm always here for you.